From the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's begin with a little story, a pilgrim story. So an old pilgrim, well, aging pilgrim, well, not that old, but old enough, has been walking for days and days and weeks and weeks with his, his uh, backpack and his little walking sticks and he's walked across half of Belgium and more than half of France and he's tired, the poor guy. And in this particular day, the pilgrim on his way to the grave of the great apostle James in far, far away Spain, he, he's really had a kind of a rough morning and he, he's walked for a couple hours and he gets to a nice little place and he sees that the path ahead goes straight uphill, kind of like this ramp over here that I walk up when I come to church. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's dirt and it's going to be a tough climb. So he takes off his rucksack and he drops his poles and he sits in the grass and he has a drink of water and eats a little snack of almonds and raisins to kind of give him the energy to get up that hill. He rests a while and then he puts his pack back on and he grabs his sticks and he, he ch doesn't charge up the hill but kind of like a turtle he slowly, slowly climbs up to the very top. And there he finds a very, very small little village and nobody's about. He sees on one side a cute little cottage with a white picket fence surrounding a beautiful garden and then on the other side there's a few little houses and it's just empty. So he's not going to meet anybody there. It's, it's a quiet place. It's one of those places where, you know, only old people live nowadays it seems like. So he continues on his way. He's happy to have climbed the hill and gotten to the top. He's a little bit breathless. 
He takes a moment to kind of wipe the sweat from his brow and take another drink of water and then be on his way. Just as he starts down the road through the little village, he hears someone call to him from behind. Monsieur Pellerin, Mr. Pilgrim in, in, in English, Monsieur Pellerin. And he turns around and he sees a gentleman about his own age standing at the picket fence. And he's waving him in, waving him in, waving him in. So he turns around and he says, okay, why not? This is an opportunity to meet somebody. And he goes, and he greets the guy at the, at the, at the gate. And as, as soon as the fellow at the gate realizes that this particular pilgrim's first language is obviously English, he switched to English, practically perfect English, with a little bit of a Dutch accent. And he says, come, come in, come in, come in, Mr. Pilgrim. <laughs> you know, you're, you're most welcome here in our garden. So the pilgrim goes in and he drops his pack and he's directed to a beautiful table under a, under a beautiful apple tree where it's shady and cool. And, and the, the gentleman says to him, my wife will bring you lemonade and you can have apples and whatever you would like, we're happy to offer it to you. So he sits down at the table under the apple tree with a gentleman from Holland, from the Netherlands, and they begin chatting and talking, and the wife comes out with a big thing of cold lemonade, which tastes great, of course, and some cookies and some snacks, and then there's those fresh apples hanging on the tree right above, and so there's this hour of being received and being welcomed and receiving this gracious hospitality from this lovely couple living far from their own homes in this little village in France, far from everybody. And as the time grows a little bit long and it's time to move on before it gets too hot, the pilgrim says, well, that's time for me to go. I need to get on my way. The day is only getting hotter as it goes. And he says, yes, yes, indeed. This has been a blessing. It's been a joy for us to have you stop by. The pilgrim says, well, thank you for the blessing me. With, with snacks and with hospitality and with kindness and with lemonade and rest. You've renewed me and restored me for the rest of the way today. And the gentleman says, oh, but sir, you've renewed us. You have blessed us by passing by. Do you not understand yet, after all these days and weeks of walking since you came from Belgium, that that you are a blessing to everyone you meet, that the people in these small villages see you as holy because you are a pilgrim, because you are going to Compostela to see the apostle. You are blessing them and blessing us. And so the blessings go back and forth. We're happy to give you rest and welcome. We're happy to feed you and nourish you and give you to drink. We're happy to give you a, a, a fighting chance to get through the rest of the day even when it gets hot. But you have blessed us by bringing God into our home, by bringing God's presence into our garden, by sitting with us in this moment of peace and tranquility and love. So be on your way, Monsieur Pellerin, <laughs> but know that you have blessed us and you are blessing all those you will meet along the way from here to the Atlantic Ocean. And so the pilgrim got up and went on his way. And that's the story. But the story has a pattern in it. It has a dynamic in it that is very, very important. Because what that gentleman said to the pilgrim on his way 
is vitally important and it's a pattern, it's a dynamic that we find seated throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Whenever welcome is given, whenever someone is received graciously and warmly, it is certainly a blessing for that person who is so received and so welcomed. That hospitality is a gift to them. It's an experience of God's love for them. But on the other hand, the person who has, been, has done the receiving and the welcoming, who has offered the hospitality, has also been blessed by the person received. The blessings are many. And, and this is what the Dutchman was trying to say to the pilgrim. And this is precisely what we find throughout the scriptures in story after story after story. There's the reception of the three visitors by Abraham and Sarah. They, they welcome them, they feed them, they give them food graciously, they give them rest. And what is the blessing that they receive? Sarah, who is barren and old, receives a child. We see it when Elizabeth is blessed with a child because she has been gracious to others. We see it when Jesus is blessing the present, the household of Mary and Martha and Lazarus in the Gospels. And, and we see it especially in the beautiful story from the second book of Kings that we hear today. The prophet Elisha, his, he, he doesn't have a taxi to carry him. There's no tranvia in Israel in those days. He's walking like an old man and he's getting from one place to another so that he can proclaim the word of God to the people of Israel. But it's hard work, it's tiresome work, and really a lot of people don't want him near because you know how prophets are. They tend to go on and on and on and sometimes they can shake their finger and sometimes they say, God wants you to do this and you don't really want to do it. So who wants a prophet to come and visit them? But in this beautiful story, the lady welcomes the prophet not only into her home, but she also, and not only does she feed him and give him nourishment and allow him to rest on his journey, but she says to him, I will have a place for you that's just yours. I'll build a little hut on top of the house that's for you. You can rest and stay here as long as you want. Whenever you need refreshment, come, come and visit us. You have your place here. You are welcome here. You are received here with gratitude and love. And this is a blessing for us as it is a blessing for you. But she didn't know quite how big the blessing was going to be for her hospitality. But like Sarah, she too, though late in years, <laughs> receives the gift of a child. This, this barren woman receives the gift of a child. There's that dynamic again. The person received is blessed by the hospitality given, but the person who offers the hospitality is also blessed. And it's a moment of God's grace. It's a moment of the kingdom of God for them. This dynamic back and forth, it's a beautiful thing. This welcoming, this hospitality, this receiving, and this receiving of the blessings back and forth between guest and host. <laughs> this is a God experience for them, as symbolized by the new life that's always, always, always seems to be the result of these encounters. It should be then no great surprise that as Jesus in this particular chapter of Matthew's gospel 
is preparing his own apostles to go out into the countryside, into the villages, to take their staffs and to go walking, proclaiming the kingdom of God, that he gives them a little bit of a warning before he go. they go. He says to them, you know, it's not always easy out there. Not everybody wants to see you. There will be plenty of people who will not welcome you, just as there are plenty of people who do not welcome me. But when you are welcomed, when you are received, when someone does say to you, please come in and sit and rest and eat and drink, you are receiving a great blessing that is God's presence in your life that will strengthen you for your mission and will give you all that you need to go forward even to the next village and the next home and the next synagogue or whatever. But also remember, my faithful young disciples, that as you go forward, you also are a blessing to them. Because you are bringing God's grace to them. You are bringing God's presence to them. You are holy for them. You are bringing them the kingdom of God made present by your receiving of their hospitality and offering your love in return. This mutual, beautiful blessing upon blessing. This is what Jesus is asking them to open their eyes to. Don't just go from place to place. Go with your eyes and your hearts open, especially to those who welcome you, because they are blessing you and you are blessing them. Well, we live in a place here in Cuenca where there is a lot of transience. <laughs> Not transience like people, but transience, the, the, the reality of people who are always coming and going. We experience it all the time. There's always new people coming to this town from far away, sometimes from our home country, sometimes from other places. <laughs> There's lots and lots of strangers here. There's lots and lots of new people here who know no one. There are lots and lots of people here who have just arrived and feel alone and feel like they're, they're lost almost in this city, in this country, in this part of the world. So this beautiful lesson of hospitality and welcome and reception is particularly important for us because we are called by the fact that we are Jesus' disciples too to keep our eyes and our ears and our hearts most of all open to the dynamic of welcoming. When we welcome someone, we are giving them a blessing. We are blessing them not just with food and water and lemonade. We are blessing them with God's kingdom. And likewise, when that relationship has been established of kindness, of graciousness, and of love, the love of God himself, they too bless us over and over and over again. These are kingdom of God meetings. These are kingdom of God encounters. These are kingdom of God blessings 
that are attached to the gift of hospitality and welcome and receiving. That's why Jesus tells them, the person that receives you will receive their reward. They will be blessed by you. In the English language, that word hospitality has the very same roots, almost the same word, as hospital. In previous eras, hospital was a place where people were received, where they were strengthened, where they were fed and nourished, where they were welcomed, whoever they were, and most of all, where they were healed. Hospitality, like hospital, is a healing grace. It's a strengthening grace. It's a grace which allows us to bless one another with God's love. The person who receives is blessed. The person who gives is blessed. The person who opens the doors of his home or her church or her heart is blessed even as much as the person so received is blessed. Hospitality, Jesus teaches us, and all these stories that we find throughout the scriptures teach us, and our own experience teaches us, is a grace which heals because it is of God. <laughs>